Hello, and welcome to this episode of Every Current. I'm your host, Bill Florence. The energy industry is preparing not only for new technologies, but also the workforce to support them. An important aspect of this is giving university students an opportunity to experience a variety of roles that will be increasingly important going forward. Today, we're talking to some of those interns in EPRI's rotational internship program to get their thoughts on how opportunities like this can help shape the workforce of tomorrow. Billy, Prutha, and Sophie, welcome to EPRI Current. Please introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Sophie Lalonde. Thanks for having us, though. Um, I'm currently a second-year master's student studying geography at Oregon State University. Hi, I'm Prutha Bede. Um, you can call me Pro. Um, I am studying sustainable systems at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Hi, I'm Billy Evans. It's a pleasure to be here today. I'm a second-year master's student as well, and I'm at the University of California, Davis, and I'm studying energy systems. So tell us a little bit about why you chose an internship program and why it was important to you. So when I was looking through internships, I was looking for something that I knew I could do, um, that I had background expertise in, and that would help, would give me essentially the flexibility I needed as a grad student to be able to work and do thesis work because as a master's student, I'm writing my own thesis. So when I was scrolling through uh, internships, every did pop out at me because the whole um, decarbonization and sustainability and my background in undergrad uh, is very much a mixture of decarbonization, sustainability, sustainable transition, policy. So I thought when I saw the job description, I was like, you know what, I, I understand that I'm studying geography. I'm, I'm not an engineer by any means, but I actually did feel like I had something that I could offer um, to the program. And I was very, I felt very lucky to be chosen um, by Ryan and Morgan and Doug when they all said, yeah, you know what, we'll bring you on. Um, so I think it just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to be an engineer or studying something completely electricity related or um, energy related to fit in at EPRI. So that's kind of why I chose it because I felt I had something to offer. I think the, the best thing that attracted me was the whole collaboration spirit that I saw um, even during our interviews. Um, and I think it's, it felt like EPRI is just like a massive think tank and where you can just learn and collaborate. And it doesn't matter, like Sophie said, from what background you really come for. It just, you have to be enthusiastic and ready to learn and also put in the work. And I think EPRI is the right place for anyone then. Uh, I was looking at a couple of companies in engineering contracting, in utilities and research organizations. And one of the main reasons why I chose this opportunity was primarily because it's a rotational program. Um, it being novel to EPRI, the basics of it is essentially we fielded one program group over summer for 10 weeks, and then we're rotating into a secondary group. And so by doing that, I've colloquially said we're speed dating EPRI. It gives me an opportunity to look at different areas of research, learn more about what interests me personally. And as a master's student, it's really important before I go into industry that I have a better idea of what's exciting for me. So that was the main reason why I looked towards EPRI is because it gave me a different number of opportunities to conduct different types of research. I never thought about it as speed dating. Yeah, I was like, this is a really nice take. Also, like Billy said, I feel the amount of rotational internships or other programs are very less. And I don't know why they are so rare. I think there should be more of them because a lot of co-op programs that exist, they're also with one team. And um, 
leaves, I mean, just master students, even PhD and undergrads are confused about what they really want to be doing. And I think speed dating companies is a like, really nice way to. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about EPRI's rotational internship program. What was the value to you? Well, so with the, there's seven programs within the rotational student program within, you know, electrification and sustainable energy strategy. And um, I, I would say for me, I, I do actually have a background in sustainable energy and um, endangered species, environmental law. So I, I covered quite a range of, um, you know, ideas and thoughts and uh, research. And the thing about the rotational program is that there's some students like me who rather stay within their comfort zone of what they're good at and others who want to make that complete 180 shift and be like, hey, like, maybe I was an endangered species, but now I want to be, you know, I want to go work in EVs. And um, so I think it really allows other students to be able to do that and to really get a full scope of what they want to do um, for the, you know, the rest of their life or for the career that they choose for themselves. However, for myself, I'm trying to support myself by helping me further the research of my thesis that I'm doing, but also helping to support EPRI. And so um, my first rotation being in an ecosystem risk and resilience, that was the perfect match for me. And, um, you know, rotating, in my opinion, is, is just a little bit scary because you get a little comfortable. What technologies really stand out to you? One technology I've always been personally interested in is energy storage whether that's long duration, and that could be pumped hydro or flow batteries, or kind of shorter duration when you're talking about integration of, you know, whether it be Tesla Megapacks or maybe V to G, something like that. I think that's the way for us to improve generation as we get as many renewables as we can on the grid, but then we're battling intermittency. So how do we solve intermittency? We begin adding additional storage to try to have that backup power. Um, so my thoughts for the future is build out more batteries, um, but also make sure that the supply chains for these batteries are designed in a way that can recoup those end-of-life technologies so that we're not wasting all of these minerals and um, technologies. Prude, Sophie, do you agree? Or is there something, was there another, some other technologies that, that perhaps jumped out at you? With like so many different emerging solutions, I personally don't think you have like a silver bullet. I mean, on the tech front, if you ask me, I am pumped about energy storage, even microgrids and then there is smart grids, but I think that is you need the right kind of policies, market structures, even business models, if you will, right, to implement them or to drive adoption. But I think most importantly, um, in my view, um, we need to bring everyone to the table um, and have an equitable say, the utilities, tech companies, policymakers, community groups, I think creating a just and equitable energy transition is what the way forward is uh, because you want everybody on the red carpet and not just representation from one side is the way I would go about it. What do you think, Sophie? Uh, I'm more of a policy nerd in the group. Um, I follow a lot of environmental law. What, what both Prue and Billy said are great, but um, you have to think of like a grid, the grid capacity, of course, and then you're seeing all these new emerging technologies that are being pushed forward, right? Which, so I believe uh, Cal the state of California um, past 2030, you will only be able to purchase hybrids or electric vehicles. Like they're completely removing the sale of gas cars, which is great if you're thinking towards uh, a more sustainable future. Yeah, I agree with the grid scaling. We need that. And like you said, 
around everything i think the last time we were speaking even like the labor becomes a problem with like expanding the grid do we have that kind of labor uh because even if we get the money um to implement it that is a million dollar question how do you scale up grid i think do we even have the manufacturing domestic or international to support all of the infrastructure that's required whether that be transformers or any other electric steel um there's a lot of backlogs and the tricky thing is how do we move faster while making sure that everybody's at the table and that we're making decisions in the right ways um it's kind of a catch 22 in my opinion but lots of exciting things and you know what funny like we always like start with oh what are the new technologies and then you come back to oh can our grid support it so it's like even if you have something new you still have to come back and see like oh can my past support the future that i'm wanting to that sounded deep okay but anyways so sophie how important are these issues to your generation well it's, i mean if you think about it like this is our generation's problem i i know people often say to us like oh you're still so young and i'm like I'll be in my 30s within 10 years. Like this is this is a problem that my generation is going to have to face that past generations even maybe my parents generation won't. So I think it's important that like our generation talks about these types of things, you know, it's it's not just about TikTok and Instagram anymore. Like these are real ideas that people my age are thinking of and I also think we need to be taken seriously. Final question to all three of you. Would you recommend Epri's rotational internship program to other students? You have to be open and willing to work. You got to get your mind ready. You got to be able to do research. You got to be able to intake um a lot of information. But the people at Epri are so so kind. But my intelligence and research skills were used here. And um I think for students who maybe don't know what they want to do, um for the rest of their life cuz you know we have to make that decision at 22 what do you want to do for the rest of your life um i think a rotational program especially this one at epri is really going to give you a look into what does it mean to do research for a research institute what does it mean to work with stakeholders and what does it mean to work with a multi-collaborative team not only with students but your managers and then are you able to transition into something that maybe is not your area of expertise and you know i think anyone has the capacity and ability to do that and i i am this is the first rotational program i've ever been a part of and i i'm not going to speak for the others but i know it was my first rotational program and i would highly recommend it yeah yeah i think for young researchers considering positions in different organizations every kind of stands out to me and it's because of their morals and their values on objectivity and presenting the truth regardless of findings and that's rare to get in an environment like the energy transition in the energy sector because it's so linked with policy and so being able to stand back and look rationally at findings whether that be good or bad for stakeholders or individuals is something that I think is really valuable as a young researcher to get to establish kind of a moral value code so that's why epri resonates really well with me oh to start with i don't think epri needs selling at all i think epri is even if you google even if you don't know i think the work and the goals are more than enough for themselves but i would say that if you are a person who didn't like um, academic research because i was that um i think every research is just refreshing and so new than what your academic research is and so you should definitely push yourself out of your comfort zone um and just come here because even their interviews were so friendly it's a big huge family 
and it's very warm. So I think you should definitely give it a try. Billy, Prutha, and Sophie, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to our audience for listening and watching. That's it for this episode of Every Current. I'm Bill Florence. We'll talk again soon. If you like today's show, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast. And feel free to share the podcast with your colleagues and friends. For more information about EPRI, please visit our website at www.epri.com. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at EPRI News. Together, we are shaping the future of energy. Music